The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. And he consorted with his servants, and he said to them, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man to God, that is Elijah, he would send to the king of Israel. And he would say, beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. And then the king of Israel would actually send someone to the place that the man of God had told him about. And then he would be warned, and he was watchful there, not just once, not just twice. But several times he escaped the army of the Syrians. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled. He was troubled about this thing. And so he called his servants and he, he, he said to them, will you not show me which one of you is for the king of Israel? In other words, we have a spy in our camp. Then all of a sudden, one of the servants spoke up and said, none, my Lord, O king, but Elisha, Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, he tells the king of Israel the words that you speak even when you're in your bedroom. So he said, go and see where this man is called Elisha. I want to sin and get him. And it was told to him that surely He's in Dothan. Therefore, the king of Syria sent horses and chariots and a, a great army there. And they came by night and they surrounded the city. And when Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, arose early in the morning, he went out. And there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots and, he, and Gehazi said to Elijah, Alas, my master, what shall we do? In other words, we are toast. All Gehazi saw was defeat and demise. He saw imminent destruction. And he pretty much said to Elijah, Oh, my master, we're toast. But Elijah said to him, Do not fear. Do not fear. For those who are with us, are more than those that are with them. Gehazi, Gehazi, I didn't see anything. Like many of us, sometimes we don't see what God is doing. We see the evil report, but we don't see by faith the goodness of the Lord in every situation. For all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. So Elijah prayed and we need to pray for one another the same prayer. Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And this is my prayer for every one of you tuned into this worship service, that the Lord would open your eyes that you may see. For too long you've been calling bad, bad when God says it's good. For too long you've been calling sickness, disease when God says it's health. 
For too long you've been calling lack and limitation poverty when God says you have an abundance. So he prayed, Lord, open his eyes of the young man. And the eyes of the young man was open. And Gehazi, he saw. He looked upon the mountain and he saw that the mountain was full of horses and chariots. Horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. He saw angelic beings in the form of horses and chariots of fire. But Elisha had already seen it. He already said there's more that be with us than it is than it are with them. But Gehazi didn't see it. Like a lot of times, we don't see it. But we need to pray, Lord, open my eyes. Give me prophetic vision. See, a prophetic vision, beloved, will see through the eye of faith. You see it, you believe it, and you say it. Let me say that again. When you have prophetic vision, you see it, you say it, or should I say, you see it, you believe it, and you say it. You see it, you believe it, and you say it. It's like Paul said to the Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We all have in the same spirit of faith. Therefore, I have believed and I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. That is the spirit of faith, beloved. Faith is not waiting to see something with the natural eye, with the physical eye, because your physical eyes will lie to you. Faith is believing what God said. Prophetic vision is seeing it, believing it, and saying it. Glory. So prophetic vision is really living by faith and seeing by faith. Huh? So the eye of faith, it reveals to us what God is doing. And what God is doing, he's doing more for you than you can ever realize through your physical eyes. Let me say it again. God is doing more for me. He's doing more for you than you can ever realize with your physical eyes. God is always at work. God is always present. Even when the city was surrounded with the Syrian army, Elisha knew that God was already there. So he chose to see God rather than the threat from the Syrian army. Glory to God. Paul said to the Romans, so what shall we then say to these things? What shall we say? If God be for us, who can be against us? And I like to say it this way. If God be for us, what can be against us? If God be for you. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, the Syrian army, their arms were too short to box with God. And I'm telling you, the enemy, his arms are too short to box with your God. God is for you. God is not only in you, he is for you. So who can be against you? What can be against you? Glory to God. God is always doing more for us than what is reported to the physical eye. Understand how the physical eye works. Here's how the physical eye function. 
The physical eye beholds an image and the optic nerve reports to the brain, come on, it reports a message, an interpretation of that image to the brain. That's walking in the flesh. But when you walk in the spirit, when you have prophetic vision, you're not operating on the optic nerve and physical sight, but you're operating on the spirit of God and the faith of God because what God said. So when you face difficulties in life, and we all will face them, if you haven't faced them, keep living. We all face difficulties in life. But sometimes those difficulties appear to be insurmountable. But remember, spiritual answers are always there. Huh? Spiritual answers are there even when you can't see them physically. This is why the writer of the Proverbs says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. We got to keep the prophetic word of God in our vision before our spiritual eyes, that eye of faith. Because where there is no vision, we perish. We lose our focus. We cast out restraint. We drift out of the will of God. We stop agreeing with God because of a lack of prophetic vision. Glory to God. Glory to God. But we got to look through the eyes of faith. And let God show us the answer. Huh? For we walk by faith and not by sight. We live by faith and not by what we can see. Huh? Too many of us are living and we're driven by only what we can see and measure with the physical eye. But what did God say? What did he say in the prophecy of the book? We got to look at that situation and we got to get on the side of God and say, I want to see it the way God sees it. Huh? You look at a situation where somebody really hurt you. And here God was setting you up for a greater blessing. But you want to drown yourself in your sorrows. You want to drown yourself in self-pity because somebody did you wrong. And here God was setting you up for a blessing. Walk by faith and not by sight. So if you don't see God working in your life, you know, the problem may be your spiritual eyesight and not the power of God. Let me say that again. So many people, they're quick to say, this is not working for me. I believe it, but I don't see it working. If you don't see God working in your life, the problem is your spiritual eyesight, not the power of God. It's like being out of the range. And you tar- you, you, you're doing target practice. But that person that's with you, perhaps, they make all kinds of excuses about why they can't hit the target. Why they can't even come close to the bullseye. They'd be saying stuff like, uh, I, maybe I, I, I left my glasses at home. 
or, or, or maybe I need to clean my glasses or, or maybe I need some glasses. And the truth is, that's not their real problem. Their problem is they just don't have the ability to shoot. God doesn't have that problem. God is always a straight shooter. And so when we're not, we're not seeing the blessings of, of the Lord and the power of God and the protection of God in our lives, the problem will always be our physical eyesight, I should say our spiritual eyesight, and not the power of God. He's perfect in all his ways. Amen? Glory to God. So Elijah prayed when his servant couldn't see the answer. Elijah saw it right away. But his servant didn't see anything happening but defeat and demise. So Elijah prayed, Lord, open his eyes. Open his eyes. Why would Elijah pray that? It's the same reason we need our eyes open. We need our eyes open to see that the angel of the Lord, as Psalms 34 verse 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him, and he delivereth them. He delivereth them, and he delivereth them, thank God, out of all the affliction. Huh? There are angels that encamp round about us the same way Elisha saw the angels of the Lord in the form of horses and chariots surrounding the city. The angels of the Lord encamp around you, they encamp around me if we fear the Lord. Because if you fear the Lord, God says, those same angels he'll use to deliver you. So to say, Lord, send an angel is more than cliche. That's reality. And more often, I mean, more likely, it's more correct to say, not, not send an angel, but manifest an angel. Because the angels are already there if you live walking in the fear of the Lord. Glory to God. So when, Ge when Gehazi's eyes finally got open, hmm, he wasn't afraid anymore. Why? He saw the mighty army of God. He saw the mighty army of God in the form of angelic beings. Now here's what we need to understand with prophetic vision. The angels are always around us. We know from Psalm 23 that the Lord promised that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. I'm here to tell you this morning that goodness and mercy are really angels. And they, have, they, they are committed to follow you all the days of, of your life. Glory to God. So we need to appeal to goodness. We need to appeal to mercy in any situation that appears insurmountable, any situation that appears hopeless. We need to understand who we are. We are the people of God. We are the chosen of God. We are the redeemed blood washed people of God. And as the people of God, we have an inheritance. Huh? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 says, And we have come to Mount Zion. Listen to me. And the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and an innumerable company of angels. We are the church 
of the firstborn. The church of the firstborn is the church of Jesus Christ. We're in the church of Jesus Christ. It's the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. And Hebrews says we need to understand where we are and whose we are. We have come to Mount Zion. This is how we live. We have come to Mount Zion. It's the city of the living God. It's the heavenly Jerusalem. And an innumerable company of angels. Did you hear that? Now, what about these angels? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, it, it, it poses the question, are they not all? Come on. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation? If you are heir to salvation, you need to see. You need to see where you are and who's with you. You are not alone. There are angels camping round about you. There are an innumerable company of angels. In other words, there are more angels looking over your life than you can ever count. They are innumerable. And we have come to a place of angelic protection, angelic blessing. We have come to a place where we understand that these angelic beings, they are sent forth as ministers as ministers to them who are heirs of salvation. Glory to God. Glory to God. So this is prophetic vision. You're seeing through the, the eye of your mind. I'm seeing what God sees. Glory to God. And because you can't touch it physically, you can't measure physically, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It exists because God exists. It exists because God says it does. And we need to challenge ourselves to see situations, to see circumstances the way that God does. So how does God see it? And it's prophetic to see what God sees even though your natural physical eye is reporting something to the contrary. God is always up to something good in your life. Glory to God. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So we got to see it. We, we got to believe it. Then we got to see it just like Elijah did. There are more with us than there are with them. Elijah saw it when his servant couldn't see it. But then he prayed. Then his servant saw it. So what is God saying? God is saying if we'll pray, if we'll pray, Lord, open my eyes, we'll get a, a new outlook, a new fresh outlook on every situation that we thought that were defeating us. And we'll come to the conclusion that this is not defeat, but this is a setup. This is a setup for blessing. Glory to God. And so let me, in closing, say, so when the Syrian army, in verse 18, they actually came down to Elisha. They came down to Elijah, and then he prayed another prayer. He said, Lord, strike this people, I pray, strike them with blindness. Now, I want you to understand that this wasn't a physical blindness, but this was a spiritual blindness that caused their physical sight 
to be in a fog that caused their physical sight to be in a haze. Now, what Elisha prayed is the opposite that God has given us with prophetic vision. Our vision should not be foggy. Our vision should not be in a haze. We should be able to recognize our surroundings and we are surrounded by the goodness of God. We are surrounded by the angels of the Lord. We ought to be able to recognize our surroundings. When the Syrian army came down to Elisha, he prayed, Lord, strike them with blindness. They had no recognition of their surroundings. They were in a fog. They were in a haze. But we need to flip that. And we need to pray, Lord, open our eyes so that we can see a prophetic vision. We're tired of living in a fog. We're tired of living in a haze. Lord, help us to see your goodness. Help us to see what you're doing. Help us to see that you've already made a way for us. Many of us are living with that spiritual blindness. The same way the Syrians had a, a physical-like blindness, we're living with a spiritual blindness, and we can't see our way. They couldn't even see the very men they came to arrest. When they went down to him, they couldn't even recognize the very man they traveled there all night to arrest because there was a fog. There was a haze before their eyes. And many times we're living like that in life. We're living like we're, we're in a fog. We're living like we're in a haze. We're living like we, we can't see our way when God has already made a way. You got to call those things that be not as though they were. You got to look at these things and begin to prophesy the answer. Begin to say what God has said in the prophecy of the book. This is prophetic vision. You're walking by faith and not by sight. You know, all the years I've been in ministry, I have preached to very large crowds, masses. And I've preached in a lot of small places with small crowds. But every time I stand before a congregation of people to bring the word, I don't see just a few people. But through my prophetic vision, I see a crowd of people where they're standing room only. And therefore, I preach accordingly. I don't hold back. I preach as if I'll preach to one or two with the same energy in the same vigor as I would to a thousand. Why? Because that's prophetic vision. When I lay hands on the sick, I don't see that person sick. I see them recovered. Otherwise, keep your hands off. Don't just go through a motion. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So my vision is recovery, not sickness. That's prophetic vision. Prophetic vision. It's not looking at how little you have, but it's looking at what you have and understanding that it's nothing but seed for the harvest you already see. You see it by faith. And I see it. I see it by faith. And because I see it, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to find myself on the side with God. I'm going to believe it. And then I'm going to say it. That is the spirit of faith. 
Either you, you're going to have the spirit of faith or you're going to have the spirit of doubt, fear, and unbelief, the doubt of skepticism, cynicism. You're going to have the spirit of questioning rather than believing what God has said. But you got to see it. And this is how prophecy worked, by the way. You see it. You see what God is saying. You believe what he's saying. Then you just say it. Glory to God. Glory to God. So prophetic vision, beloved, is seeing through the eye of faith. Even when the physical eyes give us a contrary report, we'll choose to believe what God said. We'll choose to see my faith, what God has said. We'll choose to believe that walking by faith and not by sight is what pleases God. And when it seems like the word of God isn't working in our lives, then we need to check our spiritual eyesight. You need to get an exam. Get in the word of God and examine your spiritual eyesight because the problem is never the power of God. It's never the power of God. You need your spiritual eyesight checked. That's all. Glory to God. So walk by faith. And not by sight. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for prophetic vision. Thank you for the spirit of faith. Thank you for the blessing of believing and then speaking what we believe. That is the spirit of faith. God, open our eyes. As Elijah prayed for a servant, we pray for one another right now. Open our eyes, our spiritual eyes that we may see. Open the eye of faith. And so, Lord, when difficulties come and it seems impossible, the answer seems beyond our reach. It seems like there's a wall that's insurmountable. Help us to remember, oh God, that the answer is already there and challenge us to see it prophetically in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, that we don't have to call bad, bad, or darkness, dark. We don't have to call hopelessness, hopeless. But we can see possibilities according to your word according to the prophecy of your book we can see it we can see it help us to believe it and then say it oh God thank you for the angels of the Lord that surround us here in Mount Zion the city of the living God this heavenly Jerusalem in which we live thank you for that innumerable company of angels that are sent forth to minister for us who shall be heirs of salvation. It's part of our inheritance and we claim it. We claim it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for prophetic vision. Amen. Remember this, beloved. We walk by faith and not by sight. Walk in love and have faith 
in God. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net, 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.